1: Broadcast
0: system. Hello and welcome to the 177th annual Subliminal Session podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody. I'm your own pal Phil. How are you doing? Good, buddy.
1: How about yourself?
0: Not doing too bad. I guess we should say, well, this will be a belated uh, happy Halloween. Uh, I guess I got. Did you do anything
1: over the weekend for Halloween? No, I am. Uh, I'm not a big Halloween person. So,
0: yeah, it's uh, did you hear about the tragedy in South Korea? No, I did not. What happened? So apparently they had a Halloween celebration over the weekend with God, they estimated 100,000 people like in the streets. And at the time I last saw it, there was over 130 people who got trampled to death. So, yeah, that uh, it's a
1: I don't know. That's too many people for me. Oh, definitely. Was there some kind of uh, event or something happened that caused the people to, you know, stampede or was it just too many fucking people?
0: Just uh, too many people. And like, I guess it was a narrow alley and they were just kind of wedged in there. And Mm. I I guess people fell over and they just kept walking. And I don't know. I don't know the full story, but it's just uh, they had videos of them like trying to resuscitate people and stuff. Pretty, uh, pretty sad.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. No, I, I hadn't heard anything about that. There is, like, the population density over there is pretty high. Everyone I've talked to who was stationed in Korea, talking about just seeing people fucking everywhere. So, those cities. You know what?
0: I, I think Seoul would be on my to visit list.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of cities over in Asia that, or, you know, East Asia, that I'd really like to see. Also, like Southeast Asia, a lot of really cool cities out there, too. Maybe one day
0: when uh, we get money,
1: <laughs> I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best way to put it. Well, you know, old people seem to travel a lot, so maybe we'll have money when we're old. Yeah. <sighs> Hopefully. Well, uh, another thing I want to talk about
0: here, um, I knocked a two, another two notches off of my needed to watch 2022 ho- or horror movie list okay. here. Okay, I'm going to go over the first one real fast because it doesn't really warrant talking much. But I, Hulu released a new, I guess, reimagining of the Hellraiser movies. Um,
1: is that the one with uh, the a, a woman is playing the role of the like, needle face guy? Yeah, Pinhead. Pinhead. It's a, it's yep. a female uh, Pinhead. I, yep. I had heard about that movie. Uh, not very much, though. So
0: I'll say this don't it's bad okay i don't like okay. it i think every single character almost every single character is completely unlikable so i don't know who you're cheer like you're almost cheering for him to die
1: yeah it's i never really liked the hellraiser movies like the originals i was never a huge fan of them um we we watched a ton of horror movies when i was a kid and those were always the ones that like didn't get a lot of replays was yeah. the Hellraiser
0: ones. Like, Hellraiser 1 and 2, you know, they're pretty good. Some people put them up there with, like, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, but I, I don't even think it's even close to them movies. I think it's just a, if you're a horror fan, you probably should watch them, but don't, you're probably not going to get blown away by them. That's my opinion. Um But the movie I think you would like, and it's a, a movie that the first, I guess, half of it, genuinely made me feel kind of uncomfortable um is the movie barbarian and it's on hbo right now Uh, i would recommend you watch it it's like the first half's really good it kind of gets a little goofier towards the end but it's still a pretty it's pretty
1: refreshing movie that hasn't really been done before so my uh my hbo app i don't know how much they kind of like look at what you watch and, you know, recommend my HBO app really wants me to watch that. Basically, it's on the top of all of my anything that they can squeeze it into. It's on the top of like that genre. So what, it always like, you know, pops up. I think it's a barbarian it, movie.
0: It's a in theaters now movie that you can watch. Oh, okay. HBO.
1: so they want you to watch it there. Yeah. It's, what is it like the gist of it? What's it kind of about?
0: It's hard to say because you'll give away basically everything, but more or less, it's a woman who is staying at an Airbnb and there is a lot of stuff going on in the house, more or less.
1: Okay, yeah. There has actually been quite a few like thriller movies about people staying at Airbnbs and kind of like the, you know, um, new technology kind of deal like, It kind of feels like that's a big thing where like people under the surface might be kind of worried about is staying at these places. There was a movie I saw. It was a group of friends staying at an Airbnb and they thought that the caretaker was the bad guy. But really, it was like his brother who owned the place and had this underground fucking bunker where he had like video recording equipment and stuff. So that was a pretty crazy movie. But I have the the Airbnb thing is kind of popping up recently. Were you talking about the black phone? No, not the Black Phone. This was a different movie. That's a good one, too.
0: But that yeah, that's more of a thriller. But yeah, I would. I think the good thing about Barbarian is it th- makes you think it's going this way and then it's going a different way, which is kind of. Uh, I think it's good. I think the acting makes it good, honestly. But because uh, mm. it has a guy who played Pennywise,
1: I don't remember his name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He's pretty, he's pretty good at being creepy.
1: Yeah, definitely. I was going to say, obviously, well, you didn't mention it, but I guess the horror movie that's kind of, you know, making waves right now. Disney plus has hocus pocus (laughs) Two, And a lot of people are talking about that. I I saw on a news article, it's like their most watched movie ever on Disney plus or something like that. Well, like their most watched Disney plus release, I should say. Well,
0: think about it. I mean, for people our age, probably have kids, probably have Disney Plus. That's nostalgic for them. Super nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah, Definitely. And it's, it's a Halloween movie, but not necessarily a horror movie like the original one.
1: Yeah, it's kind of funny watching it now because back in that first movie, they aged them all up to kind of look older and then took off that makeup just to make them look normal. Now, apparently, what do they do? They... Now they all look older, but they kind of like age them down kind of deal. So it's like the other way. But I guess uh, they're all still, you know, they're all all three of them are in the, in the movie again. So
0: I need to. There's a couple movies I need to watch. Um, I was going to ask you real quick before we get going here. Did you watch the new Star Wars series or whatever they have on there?
1: No. So I got rid of Disney Plus so I could pick up HBO. I'm ah. going to. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let. Disney Plus get a lot of new like Star Wars and new like shows that I'm gonna like, get rid of HBO and then go back to Disney. So I'm basically going to just on off it. God gotcha. do it that way. I figure that's the best way to do it. Well,
0: apparently Game of Thrones, and I, I just noticed, you know, I was talking about this with my fam. I'm like, if you don't have Game of Thrones a lot, you just feel you feel kind of empty. And now you realize oh, it's yeah. not gonna come back till I guess 2024. So
1: we got uh, we got some time to wait. Oh, yeah, definitely. So basically, I'm going to soak up as much of the content as I can over the next month. And then I'm going to swap Disney for HBO because they're going to have a lot of probably decent stuff coming out around Christmas. Yeah, usually Disney and Christmas. They, you know, try to make the best of it for the holidays. <laughs> so get them hol- uh, them Hallmark movies fired up, Phil. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> well, not necessarily those. But you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. No, they usually I'm, I'm put just... out a lot of good. There's always, Star Wars season is kind of, uh, they always have a lot of Christmas releases and stuff. So maybe something good will come out in Christmas.
0: I'm ready for another season of Mandalorian. I'll tell you that much.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: All right. Well, you uh, you ready to get in this bad boy? Yeah, let's hit it. All right. On this week's episode, we're going to be once again talking about a pilot and his plane that seemed to disappear into thin air for no apparent reason. Although it seems this particular case isn't really that widely known, which I think is interesting, which is a shame because said pilot, um, as we're going to find out, he he says some very interesting, weird things before he just kind of disappears um which we'll we'll get into I don't want to spoil it yet but uh you know I love these cases I think we've like as far as let's say the Bermuda triangle which just doesn't involve by the way uh we've only done like one disappearance uh related to that haven't
1: we Yeah we did well there was the big one the um where the instructor was taking out his uh student pilots for kind of like a little basically a little circle around florida and they all got lost we did that one but that's pretty much it i will say though that there are probably so many of these disappearing planes um and kind of like you know the strange occurrences that happens a lot of people don't really get them straight some people might know this one but they might kind of associate it with like another big one maybe one that we've already done so
0: yeah it's i it's funny because when i was searching for this week's what I wanted to cover, it got me thinking, you know, about crime in sports, right? And I'm like, you know what, technically, Phil, you and I will eventually be on that trajectory unless these conspiracies just keep coming, you know, like new ones. Uh, We're going to run out of stuff eventually.
1: Well, we've pretty much already gone off the rails of doing conspiracy theories We've, we pretty much do tr- anything we want. So, yeah. I don't yeah. know. If we're going to, we can pretty much, I'll just talk about whatever I feel like. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, well, I don't look, care.
0: the, it might not be a conspiracy, but like people disappearing, um, the, objects disappearing, like that's, there's how many of them?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. It's, I, like, strange occurrences, paranormal. There's yeah. so many paranormal yeah. cases and stories out there. Okay. You can just talk forever about R- those. Real quick question before we continue here. Um, have you been watching
0: the new Unsolved Mysteries? Yes, I have. Okay, so someone I work with keeps telling me there's one covering. I, it was years ago. There's, like, these college boys in Minnesota who kept, like, disappearing or being. We were found drowned. Um, she said they have an episode of it on it.
1: Is that the new season? Yeah. Oh, I'll have to look at that one. So I mainly I watch the I watched one episode and then I definitely remember watching the one about the the small town sheriff, uh kind of like chasing after UFOs.
0: Yeah, I need to watch that one. Those are the ones I love. Um, but yeah. the Minnesota one I might have to watch because I can still remember them finding these bodies of uh these college boys that kind of drowned. Never caught yeah. anybody, obviously. Otherwise, it wouldn't be on Unsolved Mysteries. But uh I did fire up old Unsolved Mysteries for this guy here. So uh, okay. they had their bases covered. Gotcha. Now, the main protagonist of this tragic tale is a man by the name of Frederick Valentich. Now, tragically, there isn't that much information about him prior to his dif- disappearance. It's only like... All we're going to really find out is basically what happened year, a year or so before he disappeared, which it's, it's okay. kind of funny. Nobody has any more information on this, but uh, about all the information I could find was he was born on June 9th, 1958, which at the time of his disappearance is going to make him about 20 years old. And he's an Australian man. So uh, it, it was fun watching Unsolved Mysteries and they're interviewing all these Australian people and they had one witness that we'll talk about later. Um, I, I wanted to play the audio, but then I'm almost like, I can't even tell what he's saying. So it's not going to be good because his accent was so thick. I'm like, I don't really know what he's saying.
1: Yeah. It's always great when you, cause like you see a lot of like actors and actresses who are Australian and they have, you know, um, Usually they get their kind of like English accents or American accents. They get those kind of down. So you only ever see them like with the like American accent. But then all of a sudden you hear what they really sound like. You're like, holy shit. They actually sound like that, but they have like a very, you know, like their dialect, their tone and everything's really like cleaned up. A lot of these backwoods, Australian folk are kind of like <laughs> backwood American folk. You're just like, Holy fuck. I can't understand a word. This yeah, person's saying.
0: I, I'm guessing if you put some extremely deep South Mississippi, Cajun man on TV as a witness, you're probably not going to be, they're going to have subtitles.
1: Oh, definitely. Like the, uh, what what was that gator hunting show where <laughs> yeah. that one gator hunter they always subtitled <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they had to subtitle him cuz no one could understand what he was saying. Also, he only had like maybe 8 teeth.
0: Yeah. But Swamp People, I think is what it was called.
1: Yeah, Swamp something, but yeah, definitely. <laughs>
0: now, Frederick had apparently really he he really really wanted to become a pilot because most of his life story that we know revolves around him. Attempting to become a pilot. Now, I'm hoping you can kind of help me fill in some of the blanks here about the Air Force. Now, Frederick, okay. Frederick, according to some sources that I read, he had actually tried to enlist in the Royal Australian Air Force or the RAAF twice. But he was rejected because of, quote, inadequate educational qualifications
1: I'm so okay I don't know what that means for the Australians. It might mean um did that mean that the RAAF flat out rejected him like for any job or just to become a pilot? Because a pilot you really have to, you know, you gotta have kind of like your shit together. You gotta have good eyesight, you gotta be intelligent. Um, you really honestly like it, it comes down to size too. You have to be in shape, you can't be like too tall or even too short for some reason. I don't know what that how do, what did that Tom is. Cruise do it then? Tom Cruise? Oh, I have no he's idea. Fu- he's like five two, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you would actually think that <laughs> you'd actually think that they would want pilots to be like really short, like Tom Cruise. But the weird thing is like most pilots that I've ever met were like taller than me. So I would say probably around like six two around hmm. most of the pilots. But um I would say I've met mostly, what is that, like the bigger, like the refuelers or kind of like the cargo plane pilots. So I'm not really sure about fighter pilots.
0: Okay. So here's what I think is interesting. Um, Maybe you can answer this question. So let's say the American Air Force, if you enlist, you can't
1: just be like, I want to be a pilot, can you? well no so enlisting means that you're um like an enlisted person which they don't allow enlisted people to become pilots you have to become commissioned uh an officer commission to be a pilot it is starting to change a little bit with the drones though you can be enlisted as far as i remember from um kind of being on a base that had a lot of drones like 10 years ago you can fly while being enlisted like a drone pilot. Um, But I do remember that they were talking about like wanting to change that. Like they're kind of like their officer corps like wanted that back sort of thing.
0: So you're saying like if you wanted to be an Air Force pilot,
1: they have to specifically choose you to be it? Well, you have to be commissioned, Um, yeah. So basically, I mean, there's a lot of people going for it and they're just knocking people off for like, health reasons, eyesight reasons, you know, just one after the other. And then they usually wash down into other career fields. They become like some, they, you know, either they give up their commission, which if, if you're an officer, you can just say, well, fuck you. I don't want to do this anymore and leave. If you're enlisted, they say, fuck you. You're going to do it for, you know, as long as you signed up for. It. So basically if you still want to be in, but you can't be a pilot, then you might get washed, you know, kind of like washed out of that school and go in for something else maybe you get a job being like their navigator or you know doing other little things that kind of require officer um, in the plane or you maybe take a like a desk job in finance or something like
0: so maybe with the royal australian air force he he wanted to try to become strictly a pilot and he didn't pass their test or he didn't have the qualifications or something maybe it's something like that
1: Yeah. Inadequate educational qualifications. It sounds like one of those broad red rubber stamps that they basically just say it's basically just not this fucking guy. You know what I mean? Like he inadequate, he inadequate intelligence, maybe inadequate something. Well, we're going to find out. Uh,
0: Maybe they had a good reason to, to fail him for that reason. Okay,
1: maybe maybe it was a good call. On yeah, the board, you'll basically you'll, yeah.
0: you'll you'll see in a minute here. Now, <laughs> now because Frederick wasn't able to get into the RAAF, he instead became a member of the RAAF Air Training Corps because again he really really wanted to have a career in aviation. Now this is yep. taken, I think this is a defunct now, but I looked up the Wikipedia. Like, what this exactly is as training corps. I'm going to read you the exact quote here. The Air Training Corps is a British volunteer military youth organization. They are sponsored by the Minister- Ministry of Defense and the Royal Air Force. The majority of the staff are volunteers, and some are paid full work. They claim they offer activities in sport, adventure training, ceremonial drill rifle shooting, field craft, powered aircraft, glider flying, and other outdoor activities. So this almost sounds like a step up from the Boy
1: Scouts, right? It sounds like a combination of the Boy Scouts, ROTC, and the National Guard a little bit. The Air Guard. Uh, what exactly is ROTC, Phil? Oh, yeah. So that is a ROTC. So basically kids in high school and in college will kind of like join like a kind of like a military style club almost where they kind of do like they do drills and do like, you know, camping trips where they go out and like kind of play, play soldier. Basically, it's a it's a big thing if you want to maybe go to like officer training school when you get into the military.
0: Gotcha. Okay. yeah, maybe. I mean, it does kind of sound like that because maybe he joined that to be like, well, I have this training and then eventually maybe I can get back into the RAAF you know what I mean maybe that's what he he thought and as we're gonna find out he also um is go I believe it's going to school it's worded kind of weirdly how they describe but I think he's going to school as well um it seemed like he was studying to acquire his commercial pilot license okay but he apparently had a Very poor achievement record. Uh, He he had failed all five commercial license exams twice. Uh, He had also failed exams on subjects that involved getting a commercial license three times. So um, you can kind of see why maybe he was rejected for inadequate educational qualifications. (laughs)
1: Yeah, the RAAF board, whoever failed this guy, they really, they they saw into the future on this one. (laughs) Um, I will say it kind of sounds like, you know how they always kind of talk about movies, like whenever there's like police academy type movies, there's always like the really fat guy who's trying to become a cop. And everyone knows if this guy actually makes it through, he's going to be the worst fucking cop, just overbearing, you know, out of shape, just a fucking asshole. He kind of sounds like that. Like somebody who's just never going to be qualified for this, but he just wants it more than anything in the world. He just wants that badge. This guy just wants his wings.
0: Well, he, I mean, he gets a lot of flying time in, but I'm assuming it's some sort of like he has to be supervised even though he's flying alone.
1: Yeah. I'm guessing that he's paying for all of his training hours. No one's paying him for his training hours. It's one of those situations. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, definitely.
0: Well, you want to hear about some of his antics he's got in. I think these are the reasons why he failed his uh, or he had a very poor poor achievement record. I think these kind of lead into that. Now he had, okay. the few times he'd gotten in trouble while flying, uh, apparently Frederick had flown into a controlled zone near Sydney, which he would receive a warning for. He had purposely flown in or flown his plane into clouds which apparently is a big no-no, and they're actually considering him or considering to going to prosecute him for this. Um, I didn't know clouds were a no-no, but I guess you can't really see <laughs> if you yeah. go into a cloud. But I'm also like, why would you purposely
1: fly into a cloud? Yeah, well, I'm trying to think of any time... I've been on an airplane. We've always flown so far above the clouds. I wonder if was he purposely like going off path, trying to like go into clouds. That's like I, it, just imagined, I just imagine, I just imagine someone who like not very intelligent, just, <laughs> just go Oops. I just just as I said that, I just imagine them just fucking going <laughs> for it. You know, like I, I basically have my hands like an airplane right now. <laughs> fucking
0: it. I, it, from what, I, from, from what I was reading, it said, he, like, a couple of times he had purposely flown in directly into a
1: cloud. Really? Okay. So maybe because he was doing training, maybe they did not want him to do that. Also, there's a lot of traffic above those tiny little um, airports. Well, I, at least, you know, the ones in, in Phoenix, You know, the valley there. Every time you go around like those little airports, there's always a shit ton of little planes just kind of buzzing around. So maybe they were worried about accidentally hitting another plane.
0: Yeah, I would assume so. I assume they don't want planes flying in clouds because what if another plane was flying in the cloud? You're flying. You're not going to see each other.
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of hard if you accidentally hit planes with someone else and you're, you know. That's obviously you're done. Like (laughs) you're not going to be a pilot if you survive. You're not that. But the
0: the flying into a controlled zone, I can kind of understand if he accidentally did it if he was just learning. But the cloud, the purposely flying in a cloud a few times after being told not to seems to be, and they're going to prosecute you for it. It seems like I maybe this guy shouldn't be flying.
1: Yeah, I wonder. Like a controlled zone near Cindy. I I wonder what kind of controlled zone it was if it was possibly military um his if he was always flying with instructors though that instructor should have gotten the slap on the wrist for that one because the instructor allowed him to to fly into that zone
0: yeah so i don't it seems like at least when we're going to talk about his disappearance here coming up he's flying by himself obviously um yeah. so i don't know how much he was allowed to fly by himself like you said maybe he was just paying to do it
1: himself i don't know yeah like renting a plane yeah renting it out it's god it okay i mean now that we've talked about this it would have been funny if you would have like told me the whole thing and then told me this they're like oh fuck but hearing this now i'm just like in my head I'm thinking. Well, maybe this guy just crashed already, but I haven't even heard the story yet. I haven't even scrolled down that far. Once but we, once we get
0: once we get into past all the what happened, we get into the theories. I th- I think this will kind of stir the pot for potential
1: theories. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I just kind of imagine like a character of an idiot kind of in this plane. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> flying around. That's what I have in my head now. Well, just
0: imagine the dumb shit drivers you see on the road and then yes. put them in an airplane. That might be what's going on here.
1: Oh, God. Yeah, there's a... Jesus Christ. I almost... The snowbirds are back. Yeah. So we have a yeah. we have a lot of... A lot of those bad drivers you're talking about from Minnesota actually are here right now. So.
0: Every time... Because I usually go to my sister's house to watch the game together Sunday morning or, like, Sunday... Morning, uh noontime. Holy fuck, there's a lot of old people. I like that's the most dangerous time to drive.
1: I'm going to country kitchen <laughs> after church.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what's going on too. Yeah, going fucking
1: fifteen miles an hour in a sixty-five.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, you're not far off. <laughs> All right. Now let's we're gonna kinda hop into the disappearance here. Kind of the main meat of what's going on. Okay. Now, like you said, and as you alluded to, all you've heard up to this point, uh, Frederick, he probably shouldn't be flying at all, right? But apparently, they really stuck this point out. Even though he's only 20 years old, he had over 150 hours of fly under his belt, which, you know, in comparison to like someone who works for Delta, that's not that much. But for a 20 year old, that's. Quite a bit, even though he's gotten himself into some ruckuses here.
1: Yeah. Most 20-year-olds I know, I wouldn't trust them to drive a fucking scooter. <laughs> but <laughs> let alone a plane. So he does have quite a few, uh, quite a bit of experience under his belt. Yeah.
0: So uh, even though he seems like a buffoon, clearly he's flown quite a bit. And, you know, they assumed it was good flight, safe flight, all that. So, uh yeah. Now, on the day of the disappearance, which is October 21st, 1978, only 10 days ago, uh, the anniversary there. Now, Frederick at the time, and this is again going to, I think, point to that sound when you hear it. He was flying a single engine Cessna 182L and his registration for the plane was VH-DSJ, which they'll be referring to. As we get through the voice communications here, he's going to be called Delta Sierra Juliet, obviously his plane name, but I don't think there's another plane on the planet that crashes more than a fucking Cessna.
1: Oh God. Yeah, definitely. You always, anytime that there's one of those, like the plane crash that only makes the local news, it's always a Cessna. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think that's what fucking um, Harrison Ford crashed.
1: Yeah, we had, um, it was two weeks ago. So I uh, I work somewhere that's very close, like right across the street from one of those small airports. So basically we see planes like flying in and taking off like while we're out on our smoke break. And apparently there was a plane that like one of those small planes that had to make a emergency landing in a canal, just a block and a half from where I work. That had, wow. was about to, I guess it was about to fly into this airport. And it, it. it's one of those airports where you kind of like take off and come back there. You just kind of take your plane out for a spin. But he had to put it down in a canal. Luckily, there was just enough water that it stopped his plane. But it's not like, you know, he was in, worried about drowning pretty much.
0: Now, I don't know obviously that much about planes, but... From what I've kind of garnered, I I always feel like these ones are always crashing or the private planes because they probably don't do nearly all the safety checks they're supposed to be doing as compared to, like, a commercial flight where they're doing, like, safety checks, all this shit, all the time, every flight.
1: Yeah, it's, well, you don't, it's also, these guys might just be, like, weekenders, too doing these you know flying these planes they have you know they rent out some hangar space for their plane and then every couple of weeks you know they put on their bomber jacket and they go out there and they you know make sure all the fucking seals and everything are tight but really you know who knows how like the level of mechanical expertise is has to vary quite a bit yeah so you're not going to get like 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 a delta or american or something like that you're not going to get like across the line. Like these guys get this much training. They have this much experience. You know, there's the old man who's there who kind of knows everything. You know, you're not going to get that. You get this mechanic and maybe one of his drinking. Okay. So,
0: yeah, you get the guy who he sees uh, some fluid leaking out of the plane. And he's like, what's that? He's like, quit being a pussy.
1: Oh, get in there, you little bitch. (laughs) Well, there are two types of old people there's that guy, and then there's the dude on the other, the opposite end of the spectrum, who is completely like shuts that bitch down. Yeah. Like, no, not even a fucking drop can be (laughs) like leaking from this fucking airplane. So,
0: (laughs) now on the evening of October 21st, 1978, the flight time is going to be approximately. I think it was like six thirteen p.m. So night they they see it's night time. I guess now Frederick's plane would take off from Moorabin Airport, which is located in Melbourne. Now Melbourne, for those who don't know, Australia, I guess is kind of shaped like I don't know what would you say? I got fortune cookie almost, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to describe it. Like, but it's where the on the bo- very far south, kind of where it, like, arcs in. Um, is That's where I was seeing it on a map.
1: Uh, so Mel- Melbourne and Sydney are the big cities on the east side of the east coast of Australia, right? Well, I said, Mel when I was looking at a map of Melbourne, you know how,
0: okay, Australia is almost like, it almost looks like the top of a mushroom, I guess, too. And where it starts to come up towards... The east a little bit on the bend. That's where Melbourne was.
1: Yeah, it's on um, most of the, well, I think all of the big cities in Australia are on the coast. Yeah. But is Melbourne, is it on the east side? It's like south, southeast. Southeast. Yeah. Okay. Because I know there's like a couple of big cities on the east side and then like one big city on the west side. I'm pretty sure Sydney's on the far east. Yeah, Sydney's on the east and then Perth. I yeah. believe, is the big city on the west. Okay. Yeah. All right. We well, know nothing about Australia. But
0: <laughs> I, so. There's a few fans from Australia. They'll probably be contacting us here. Yeah. Um, Capital
1: of Australia is actually Canberra. It's not
0: Sydney. Oh. Wow. Yeah. By the way, guys, if you yell at us, you blame Google Maps, because that's what I was looking at.
1: Yeah. Blame American education. But <laughs> no, actually, we're from Iowa, so it was pretty yeah. decent.
0: We didn't even know Australia existed until five years ago, so... Now uh his destination that he was taking off from from Melbourne was going to be King's Island which is basically directly south of Melbourne and north of Tasmania. So it's basically a I mean it, he doesn't take a direct flight but it's a very it's not a very long flight. Now the whole reason he's doing this Phil. He's got some very precious very very important cargo, something a Mississippi man would be very obsessed with a gotcha. shipment of crayfish.
1: Yep. Yeah. I mean, once you said Mississippi man, I was like <laughs> methamphetamine, but then crayfish. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it could have been half
0: meth, half crayfish. I don't know. Um, but there's some man in Mississippi who desperately needs his crayfish. And it is Frederick's job to go pick up that
1: valuable cargo. Um, okay. do you like crayfish? Uh, I've had it once. Uh, it was actually while I was down in Mississippi. Um, I thought it was okay.
0: I mean, it doesn't really taste that much different than shrimp. The, yeah, the, one, the one time I had it, they were like the little ones. And then they, the, the chef made like a giant, um, like fry of the crawdads with like a Cajun, Cajun butter seasoning on them. It was pretty, pretty good actually.
1: Yeah, I had mine with a shit ton of butter too, though I probably had the crayfish in like one of the best places you could get crayfish, so it Where? might be a little different if I tried it in Arizona, I imagine. What What would be the best place? Oh,
0: you mean just in the state, not in a specific restaurant?
1: No, I had it in the state. Of, okay. I, 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 I had it at a restaurant in Mississippi,
0: okay. so if I
1: tried it at a restaurant in Arizona, it'd probably... A lot different not as good yeah so yeah
0: probably they probably didn't can't just dig it out of some poop water in the back
1: you know <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah actually that's probably where they got it from. it's something about but, that yeah.
0: extremely brown water that just make them taste really good
1: yeah and something about having a poor inbred uneducated person <laughs> poor inbred uneducated person fucking picking it out yeah really fucking gets the flavor of it too they
0: they they know their crawdads uh, Definitely. now the flight prior to him taking off was actually very methodically laid out for him, which I think this is where he has to get permission from somebody. And then they give, basically they lay out a weather plan for him, kind of what to expect, especially since it's nighttime, what to look out for. Um, yep. he was informed by the instructor, or whatever this guy was, um, that he had to cre- keep his cruising altitude below 5,000 feet. So for an airplane that's not that high up, um, the trip time he basically had two legs of the stop to get to to get to Kings Island. Uh, the first trip was going to be 41 minutes to Cape Otway, and then from Cape Otway to Kings Island would be 28 minutes. Obviously, pick up the crawdad or crawfish, come back. And um, he had enough fuel in the plane for 300 minutes. um, And I think he was supposed to even refuel in King's Island before he came back. So he should have had more than enough fuel, even if he didn't refuel in King's Island.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he had hours of flight time for, it looks like there and back is two hours. Yeah, so so
0: he had plenty of time and they were probably gonna make him refuel
1: just to be safe yeah no matter how many fucking little like offshoots he took to run through a like a pretty flop a pretty cloud he could pretty much go wherever yeah he should have been fine okay
0: five thousand feet he probably isn't even at cloud
1: height right maybe he is maybe it depends on how low the cloud like level is yeah um maybe the reason why he was you know kind of put a ceiling at at 5,000 was just so there wouldn't be any clouds. <laughs> Something
0: about this guy and flying into clouds. He just, he cannot resist.
1: He just loves it. I don't know what it is, but fuck it. Let him fly alone. It's his, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens.
0: It's, he thinks he's fucking Mario from Super Mario 64. I don't know. He just loves to get in them clouds. <laughs> All right. Now what we're going to do here is we're going to reenact the or recreate, I should say, the uh, or the radio communication that's going to go on between Frederick and Melbourne Flight Service Unit, which is probably air traffic control or something like that. Um, there is going to be some <laughs> grammatical errors here, um, and, but this is taken verbatim between the two's conversation, which I don't think lasted very long. But uh, Phil will be the... Flight service unit, and I will be Frederick. Um, now, he contacts them at approximately 7.06 p.m. His plane had had reached Camp Otway, uh, the, basically the first leg of the trip. And we start off here. Melbourne, this is Delta Sierra Juliet. Is there any known traffic below 5,000? Delta Sierra Juliet, no known traffic. Delta Sierra Juliet... I am, seems to be a large aircraft below 5,000. Delta Sierra Juliet, what type of aircraft is it? Delta Sierra Juliet, I cannot confirm. It is four bright. It seems to be like a land, be like landing lights. Delta Sierra Juliet? Melbourne, this is Delta Sierra Juliet. The aircraft has just passed over me at least a 1,000 feet above. Delta Sierra Juliet, roger. And it it is a large aircraft, confirm? er unknown due to the speed it's traveling, is there any Air Force aircraft in the vicinity?
1: Delta Sierra Juliet, no known aircraft in the vicinity. Melbourne,
0: it's approaching now from due east towards me. So you can see, uh, we have more conversation here, but just the beginning of it, he's
1: seeing something that appears to be a little weird, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. So it starts off below him, and then pretty quickly, it seems like all of a sudden it's just above him, and then it flies away and comes back. So, so it's would lead me to believe that it's fast as fuck. Oh, definitely, yeah. And he, well, I mean, I don't know how much night flying experience he has, but it seems like it's something that he's definitely never seen before. So, I mean, with only 150 hours... Uh, he doesn't have a ton of experience, but it's not like it's it's his first day. No, you know? it's not like he's seen the moon, you know, shining off of a fucking cloud or the water or something.
0: I can't wait till we get to one of the possible quote unquote experts explanation for the lights. It's kind of nonsensical, but we'll wait till we get there. Uh, he's going to go into a little bit more detail about what this thing looks like, which is kind of um, kind of interesting here. But uh, but we'll continue on with the conversation. Delta Sierra Juliet, it seems to me that he's playing some sort of game. He's flying over me three times at a time at speeds I could not identify. Delta Sierra Juliet, Roger, what is your actual level? My level is four and a half thousand, four, five, zero, zero. Delta Sierra Juliet, and confirm you cannot identify the aircraft? Affirmative. So okay, now we have the the fast object. He thinks it's like fucking with them, kind of, right? I guess if it was starting yeah. below him, then going above him, um, do you think there is currently poopy in this man's pants?
1: Uh, a little bit. Okay. I mean, Jesus. Well, we we hear this a lot about uh, whatever these things are, supposedly, what allegedly, whatever. But these things always seem to like they're you know. They almost—it's like they know that you're there too, and they're just kind of like flying around you just to see what you are. You know what I mean? Kind yeah. of like a person, just you know, maybe f- bored. You the know what a, I mean? Like almost just playing a, a game with them. Alien hoodlums. Oh, definitely. They could be like the sixteen-year-old version of an alien, taking their dads out, dads ride out for a spin. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're doing. <laughs>
0: Sixteen-year, sixteen-year-old you and I... I'm um, fucking around.
1: <laughs> Jesus, we should be dead right now. Yeah, honestly. honestly. <laughs> yeah, honestly, we should. Oh, those fucking back
0: roads in Iowa. Yeah. Quite dangerous. That's um, probably why a lot of kids die. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> thankfully, we're grown up and we, we, uh, we don't do that anymore.
1: Yeah, I remember the first time... Oh, well, also, there's this, too. I remember I had just got my license that day. My dad had uh, gifted me the Pontiac 6000 for me to drive, which was my dr- my daily rider for the next year and a half. The first thing I did was I fucking skidded it, like fishtailed it in sideways into your fucking uh, driveway. Yep. And apparently your dad had seen me do that. Luckily, he didn't call my dad. Yeah. But.
0: <laughs> I'm sure knowing my daddy, but I thought it was funny, even though he was he's probably laughing. And then he said, don't do that, you know.
1: That. He's probably thinking he's gonna have to fix that thing. <laughs> yeah,
0: probably.
1: <laughs> all right. We'll keep, also also ahead. us dukes of hazarding it over those uh um, yeah. where the where the gravel roads come together, they're uh at different levels. So you get a nice little nice little jump.
0: They put stop signs so. at all of them now.
1: Oh, that's yeah. smart. Yeah,
0: yes it is.
1: That corn grows to about nine feet tall. There really should have been stop signs yeah. there
0: uh, the whole time. <laughs> All right, now Phil's going to pick it back up with the uh, conversation here. Delta Sierra Juliet, Melbourne, can you describe the er uh, Aircraft? Delta Sierra Juliet, as it's flying past its a long shape, cannot identify more than that that it has such speed before me right now, Melbourne. Delta Sierra Juliet, Roger, and how large would er uh, Object be? Delta Sierra Juliet, Melbourne, it seems like it's stationary. What I'm doing right now is orbiting, and the thing is just orbiting on top of me. Also, it's got a green light and some sort of metallic-like, it's all shiny on the outside. Delta Sierra Juliet? Delta Sierra Juliet, it, it just vanished. Delta Sierra Juliet? Melbourne, would you know what kind of aircraft I've got? It is a type of military a- aircraft? Delta Sierra Juliet,
1: confirm the uh, aircraft just vanished. Say again. Delta Sierra Juliet, is the aircraft still with you? Delta Sierra Juliet, it's
0: uh, now approaching from the southwest. Delta Sierra Juliet, Roger, what are your intentions? My intentions are uh, to go to King Island, uh, Melbourne. That strange aircraft is hovering on top of me. It is hovering and it, it is not an aircraft. Delta Sierra, Juliet, Delta, Sierra, Juliet, Melbourne. And then right here, 17 seconds of open mic. And according to the flight control, uh, they're hearing like a metallic-y weird sound. That's how they describe Almost like metal clanging, I guess. Um, they try to contact him again and Frederick's never seen or heard from ever again. After this point. So, from this conversation, <laughs> it, um... I don't know. It, it kind of raises your eyebrows, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, after hearing that last little bit, definitely a, uh, a pants-filling moment there. Yeah. So, that's pretty freaky. Well, he, like, the words that he uses, like, it's orbiting me. It's just... it's It, it sounds like it's, like, basically just right on top of him.
0: Almost so. like like... I mean, if you hear this without any other any other explanation, it and you hear the metal clanging like it it almost sounds like from what I heard, you know, deciphered is like someone's pulling him out of the plane or like the plane's or he's being boarded. Yeah, or the, yeah or the plane's going down or I, I don't know. it I wish you could hear like the actual audio of it. I don't think you're allowed to. Um, or they haven't released it, but I wonder if you can hear, he said he sounded like distressed almost in the, in the, in the messages.
1: Oh yeah. Well, from the words he's using, he sounds kind of distressed.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't, I mean, when you hear silver object, weird lights, it's orbiting, it's going really fast. I mean, it's like, Jesus, it sounds like a fucking UFOs fucking with them.
1: Yeah. It's well. In that last part there, the, you know, flight control is basically trying to still ask him questions like, hey, is it still with you? Is it big? Is it this and that? And he's like, uh, it's doing this now. Fuck, fuck. You know, he sounds like he's in panic mode.
0: Yeah. And they, they, I didn't, I kind of segmented the recording kind of to the more interesting parts, but they do, uh, you know, flight service unit does tell him. Like, there's not supposed to be any traffic in that area, or the radars aren't picking up anything. Like, nothing should be there.
1: Yeah, this doesn't... I mean, from kind of your your explanation, your description, it doesn't sound like it's a highly trafficked area. Like, he's flying... He's island hopping, really. Yeah, so. it's... I mean,
0: obviously, I don't know what the tourism is for Tasmania, but um, yeah. it's not that far away from Australia, so... It probably is little puddle jumpers that kind of take people there anyway, like little ones. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah. And you said it's south of Melbourne. Like there's not a lot of places to go south of Melbourne besides Tasmania and fucking Antarctica. Yeah. So it's kind of like if you were flying north of fucking Iceland. Like there's not much to do north of Iceland. So you're not really, you know, unless you're going to one of those little islands up there that's inhabited by like sheep and like eight people who have sex with sheep. You're not <laughs> you're not really you're not really, you know, there's not there's not much traffic up there because there's not much, you know, not much fucking people or, you know, cargo to take. Did so. I tell did I ever mention
0: to you um, that someone I work with is she's a big runner she apparently somehow got like a trip plan for like 2024 where they're going to run a marathon on Antarctica.
1: Really? Yeah. That's stupid. Why? That's <laughs> fucking dumb. I would not do that. Uh, that's a long way to go just for a marathon. I wonder, I know there is a season where kind of like the scientists actually go there and live there. It's still cold as fuck. So
0: I, I remember she was describing they have to like fly somewhere and then take a boat the rest of the way. And it sounded kind of scary, but I guess it's a once in a lifetime experience. Not many people can say they've went to Antarctica.
1: Yeah. And if you are like a big runner and one of your things is to run a marathon on cotton, that would be a hell of a fucking feather in your cap yeah to be like somebody saying, oh, I've ran one in Australia, Asia, fucking South America. And you can say, I ran one on Antarctica. You trump them. That's that's your no no. I play fucking guitar and I and I play in a band, type moment. <laughs> yeah, <you know?
0: laughs> real Jordan Fox. Um, yep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, obviously, after the di- disappearance of Frederick, they're trying to get a hold of him. Not responding. Uh, they send out a ton of uh, search and rescue boats and aircrafts. They scoured the area. They claim they covered about a thousand square miles because the. The place where he should have been to disappear was not that large. So it's not like they, like the Malaysian flight where they have to cover this massive area. It's only this kind of, you know, little area. Couldn't find a single shred of him, either his body or the plane. And it doesn't seem like up till this point anything has ever been found about him or any shred of evidence. Um, but they would call off the search about four days later on October 25th, 1978. And then I think kind of amateurs, um, you know, kind of did whatever searching for him. So obviously this, what happened to him is going to be ripe for some supernatural explanations or just weird theories, you know, kind of what we love on this show. Uh, We'll we'll be going through a few of them. Maybe Phil has some of his own, honestly, because I didn't, come up with that many of them but um definitely like when someone just seems to disappear like this it's like what the fuck happened
1: oh yeah i mean obviously you listen to this story and immediately aliens has to be popping up number one because it's you know it's like every other ufo story um it's really i mean it it they always follow like a certain you know formula it seems like there's the initial sighting and then there's kind of like the little cat and mouse and then there is the uh rendezvous kind of when they are like right on top of you kind of like when you go to someone's house and you they have a cat that you've never met before yeah initial sighting kind of like the you know wandering in the periphery and then eventually they're just on your lap that's what my cat you know. did to you when you were here. <laughs> that's what every cat does to yeah, everyone. Yeah. yeah,
0: exactly. You know what's interesting you say that? Um, I had this written a little later, but according to Frederick's dad, Frederick had claimed that within a month of his disappearance, he he thought he actually had saw a UFO um, kind of just in the sky. So I don't know if that's kind of what you meant, too, with like the... They see you, you see
1: them, and then it eventually leads to this. Oh, he's saying that a month before the disappearance, Frederick had actually seen a UFO. Wait, that's what he told his dad. Oh, interesting. Okay, so they might have had stuff. They might have like lojacked him. He might have had a tracker on him. It could have.
0: I don't know. Um, okay. we 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 obviously, as you mentioned, um, uh, are The UFO is the first thing that comes to mind. I mean, uh, of all the explanations, honestly, it's kind of like as weird as it is, is to say, it's almost like the most believable one. But there's like two witnesses that we kind of have. They give a little credence here. Now, allegedly, this family was vacationing on... They must have been in Camp Otway somewhere, and they must have been on the beach. And now they claim that they saw a Cessna plane and some weird object following it. They kind of, they must've been sitting on a beach or something and they saw it and then it kind of went over. I don't know if it was like a hill or went out of sight and then it just disappeared. So they didn't see if it crashed or anything, but they claim they saw like a Cessna plane and then some weird thing following it on this particular
1: day. Interesting. Yeah, it's, um, and you said they saw it from, that was his destination? Yeah. Well, okay. Where
0: he, the place where he first disappeared.
1: Oh, that first leg. Yeah. Okay. This gotcha. is where
0: they were. Um, obviously, they didn't come out till after his disappearance was kind of known. So it's hard to say if they are just making this up or whatever. But um, I think they chose to remain anonymous for like the, the unsolved mysteries thing. So take that okay. for what you will. Now, the second thing here, as the picture you can see here, Phil, Um, actually, you know what? Look in uh, our our Discord here. You see this? This is a better um, picture of it here in color, actually. Do you see that?
1: Yeah, this picture in color is definitely a lot better. Um, The black and white photo is very fuzzy. It's, yeah, it's interesting. There is right above the horizon set, and then there's an an odd shadow, almost kind of like a blank space. Um, up in the upper right-hand corner.
0: Now, okay, so this picture, again, um, we got to remember, this is a guy who is at Camp Otway. He is allegedly a quote-unquote amateur photographer who was taking a picture of the sunrise. Now, it was taken by a man, awesome name, by the way. He should have probably been a porn star. His name was Ray Manifold. Uh, apparently he <laughs> nice. <laughs> apparently he's a plumber by trade who's just must just take pictures. Um, in his free time. Now, basically, what happened, which is interesting, he claims he was taking a series of pictures trying to capture like the sunset, basically. Um, and on one picture, this showed up, which could have been in the location where his plane disappeared. Now, some people claim it could be the UFO or it could be the UFO and his plane. Um, it's hard to say. I don't know. Most, I mean, I think most rational people just think it was a, an error with the, the development. Cause he, he basically had normal picture of the sunset this, and then the sunset again, and he didn't see anything in the sky. It was just basically like picture this
1: picture. Well, The thing is, he's taking a picture of the sun. So anything in between him and the sun, you're going to see as a shadow because um, all of the light is coming from straight in that direction. You can see it's already pretty dark where he is. Yeah. yeah. So all of the light is on the other side of that object. That's why we're just seeing shadow. So So you're saying it
0: could be something there that we're only seeing the shadow of it
1: yeah the explanation i'm giving for why it looks like just a a black spot maybe is because everything on the other side of the sun from this perspective is a shadow i will say though that uh you are correct anytime i've ever heard a female saying she's amateur photographer means that she's either done wedding photos for friends uh, but usually with a dude amateur photographer is a creepy guy who tries to Offer women money to take nude pictures of. So <laughs>
0: or a in modern day, it's a creeper who takes pictures of women just standing in like a shop or something. I've n- that is just so creepy when people do that.
1: Oh yeah, definitely try to sneak a picture of just a pretty girl just randomly. That's very odd. It is great when you see the uh like the confrontation videos of that shit though, and then they like sheepishly walk away. <laughs> <trying> well-
0: to- <laughs> I don't know if trying I trying to play it off. I don't know if I should be saying this but uh uh basically it's a someone I work with. They were at a bar. Um apparently this old creeper who's sitting at the bar was taking pictures of them. The bartender caught him yep. and was was like, "Hey, do you know this guy he's taking pictures of you?" And they're like, "No." And I guess he ripped the phone out of the guy's hand and made him delete them.
1: Oh, nice. I thought you were going to say like threw it in a fucking uh like a picture of beer or something like fucking eighties movie style hey that would be great f- phones are like all waterproof nowadays that shit won't even do anything to it oh that's true the the effect
0: but yeah. it's just like i I just don't understand why people do that it's so fucking weird yeah people are
1: fucking weird though true you know very like, t- I mean this guy has a, there's a whole there's a whole range of fucking human being out there that a lot of them are on the periphery of society. You don't even know. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, this guy's clearly sexually obsessed with clouds. So um, there's that. Or Frederick, I mean. Yeah.
1: I don't even know what type of, uh, (laughs) if that even has a name. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's some porn of it on the internet too.
0: Nimbus nimbus sexual maybe or something. I don't know. Um, So. A nimbophile. Nimbophile. There you go. Uh, Now, here's one other thing. Like I said, his dad, I feel bad for his dad. When you see interviews, he looks very distraught. Obviously, his son disappeared. Um, He he did mention his son claimed to see that UFO about a month prior to his disappearance. But he also mentioned that his son was, like, really, really interested in UFOs as well. Which, I mean, we are too. It doesn't mean we're going to get abducted by one, hopefully. Um, His... This is a little sad honestly. His dad thinks that his son was abducted by aliens and he's living on a different planet right now but he he said he believes that they're going to bring him back one day.
1: Ooh, that's not good. Yeah, that's it's... ugh. Yeah, you I mean it's you got to feel for the guy. It's fucking terrible. You never want to judge someone's grief. I mean everything everybody goes through that kind of stuff differently. I can't even imagine like what he must be feeling.
0: Yeah, and I think the video I saw him talking about this was like quite, it had to be in the 90s. um. So it's been, you know, a good 20 years. Were, were his jeans rolled up? How did you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. His dad had like a, a, not an Australian accent, but it was from somewhere else. It was very strange. Almost like a well, Latin
1: type accent. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, you were talking about how this was crawdad country. That's why I used the Mississippi accent Ah. for the flight control man. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. That's the explanation for that one, by the way. You don't need to fucking angry review us. (laughs) You know someone will. Um, Let's
0: go through the the last couple I have here and then we'll kind of come back and talk about them. So some people think he might have either faked his own death or just straight out committed suicide. Um, If he was to fake his own death, There would be landmass nearby that he could just dump the plane and I guess go to that and disappear. Um, But the thing is, is like everybody who knew him and I guess uh, mental health experts who kind of reviewed this whole thing, they didn't really see there is any possible explanation or reason why he would just out of the blue commit suicide or decide to fake his death. They didn't seem to have, there wasn't any logical reason why he would do that. Mm. You know what I mean? I think that one's kind of weak.
1: Um, what do you think about that one? Yeah. Faking his own death. I don't know about faking the death as much as faking the story and kind of wanting to become maybe famous for it. Um, I don't really know though, of um, if he really, you know, was a kind of like that, but like being a fame whore, nowadays is super common but like wanting to be famous back then maybe not as much also 1978 though would have been a lot easier to disappear very really true. like we talk about serial killers all the time you talk about them before on bubble butt back then all you had to do is erase the name on your id and reprint a new name and you were that guy so <laughs> here's the
0: thing though he god he would, he would i mean he was kind of stuck on Camp Otway. So that means he would have had to board a ferry or another plane. I, you know, I, I don't know. It just, and if he was an attention whore, not having his face anywhere or not having him talk
1: about it would kind of de- defeat that, wouldn't it? True. And he would have turned up by now. Yeah. Somebody, they would have 23 and Mead, you know. His fucking second cousin or something like that. And his his, you know, future sons or whatever. Somebody would have, you know, something like that would have happened where they'd have been like, oh, there he is. He's over there. He was there the whole time. He was in Perf the whole time, yeah. you know, doing whatever, you know, he he flies puddle hoppers for some <laughs> fucking whatever. And if he's so if he's this obsessed with planes,
0: he's not going to just give up on flying all of a sudden
1: yeah exactly and if you want to fly planes either for a company for the military whatever commercially you want every single like you don't want any any blemishes on your record anything mental anything 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 like look at his uh, his education fucked him with the military obviously we saw we saw that you know he couldn't get his commercial license either but i'm it's like there's so many times that pilots supposedly see something and don't say shit because they were so worried about never being able to fly again, like getting their wings clipped off basically. So
0: yeah. So like from that angle, doesn't make sense really. Um, Kind of the one I came up with, obviously again, very thin. Um, What if it was either a different country's experimental aircraft or I guess maybe even Australia's or is a craft. It was a, cra- it was a uh, an aircraft he wasn't supposed to see. So they took him down. I, you know what I mean? Whatever if it was something mm. like that? Again, that would be hard to pull off, especially since they said they didn't see anything on the radar.
1: And it's in, I mean, the closest enemy at the time was 1978. Yeah. China. Yeah. That's the closest. Maybe. I mean, there might be some countries in South America um, that might have been quote enemies but they weren't powerful enough to pull this kind of thing off. What you do have to think about though, that close to Antarctica 1978 Nazis. Yeah. Yeah, they're still hiding there. Nazi bases. I'm going to yep, tell still that, there.
0: I'm going to tell that lady to keep an eye out for Nazis on
1: Antarctica. Oh, definitely they could be anywhere. Yep. <laughs> also the uh, hollow earth fucking uh they're not aliens because they're from Earth. But the, the people who live in the hollow Earth, be, you know, cognizant of them, too. They're the going gr- to have green skin.
0: Yeah, I was going to say the green people. This is a great yep, episode you
1: covered on them, by the way. You should. Uh, what did you title that one? That was a good one. Oh, God, that was fucking that was like top. That was our first 10 episodes. Pulpit. Um, pulpit or something, right? Yeah. The uh, the green people of some the wolf pits. or yes. whatever. But if yeah, you haven't listened, episode. recommend it. It's very good. Um, just oh. just go back and binge everything, just like yeah. our friend out in England. We actually got a message on Instagram, uh, Michael out in I, I'm going to butcher this horribly, Clitheroe, England. Uh, he actually messaged us telling us that he just got done binging all the episodes. He also told me a story about apparently the local castle. Uh, apparently, the devil threw a rock through it, and that's the explanation for why there's a hole. In the castle, so pretty oh. interesting story. But thanks, Michael.
0: I love that. Yeah, a lot of people have been giving me recommendations too. They are in the, there are they are in the chamber, ready to be shot. Um, but I had a few ahead of that, so we'll get to them eventually. Thank you for the recommendation, by the way. Um, let's jump to, I guess, kind of the last two possible explanations here. These are the quote unquote okay. expert opinions. Um, the second one I have more detail on now. Some of them just think that what Frederick was seeing was nothing more than his own reflection in the water and the lights he saw were the lights from his landing gears. And because he thought there was a plane down there, he adjusted and then got disoriented and then crashed his plane.
1: Okay. So almost like when you are driving on the road and like... Like my dad, when he was driving on the road and he would look out for deer or look at the crops, he would start to veer off and go under the shoulder. Basically, he was going towards it, even though unintentionally. Yeah. Is that kind of? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Um, I guess like, let me read the, the second part of this here. It kind of is very, very similar with a little okay. more explanation behind it. Um, Now, the so apparently the story behind this is the document's that I'm guessing the government had about this were sealed for a very, very long time. It was 315 pages. Um, And they actually thought they just completely lost it. But in 2013, um, they got their hands on it finally. And two men by the names of James McCaw and Joe Nickel kind of put forth their explanation. I think they actually wrote a book about this whole thing. Now, they believe due to the documents placed by the government that Frederick, the craft he was seeing was nothing more than what they referred to as illusion of a tilted horizon. Again, he tried to compensate, and he accidentally aimed his aircraft downward. Now, because the plane was a gravity-fed fuel system, um, when he was aiming downward, it caused a quote-unquote rough idling, which Frederick did mention on um, on the radio communication. So, and they say this is where I think is it's, a, it's a, maybe a little silly, but he they think the lights that he saw were nothing more than the reflection of Venus, Mars, Mercury, and a star named Antares reflecting off the water, which I, I that might be a stretch. Um, but what do you think about these possible explanations?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I don't I can see so there is um Quite a quite a lot of crashes are caused by losing. I think I call it losing the horizon. Um, thinking that you know, like flying at night. I think that's the one that killed JFK Jr. Was losing the horizon, and he kind of was aiming down rather than like keeping it level. Not trusting his gauges. When this happens, you're supposed to trust your gauges. Apparently, um, the rough idling with the gravity fed. If, if you're aiming down then that must mean that all of the fluid is pulling back. So, you know, it's not like it's getting um, forcibly pumped through. I can see that. Venus, Mars, Mercury, and Antares, I don't, it's, I mean, there's, I I get that it's a pretty common explanation that they always claim it's Venus or, you know, something like that. But he's claiming that this is basically all, all around him. It's below him. It's above him. It's coming in at him. You know what I mean? From the sounds of, like, what he's describing, this isn't just, you know, some some extra bright stars yeah. or extra bright objects in the night sky. This is all around him. Like, these things are coming at him. So,
0: I mean, he could be hallucinating, but I'm like, what would be causing him to do that? I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's odd. I don't... I always hate those explanations, though, of, you know, trying to it's like, oh, it's a star or it's this or that. When the thing gets so close to him, he described it as metallic. You know, it was close enough for him to see according to kind of like what he was saying.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. I guess he could have gotten disoriented and thought it was a, a ship, but it was his own plane. But that doesn't explain why it's above him. You know, I that's kind of where I am. Like, it's kind of weird
1: yeah it's odd it i mean unless he was flying upside down and he you know looked at the water and saw his own plane but i don't know maybe maybe there's some kind of weather phenomenon or something that makes it so that kind of like clouds reflect and you see yourself but it's just a little weird yeah Um, i can i do i don't know if it was just a a weird plane crash and it turned out it was like losing the horizon. I could totally see that. Cause there's plenty of times that that's happened. Yeah. Where they try to find the horizon and end up like flying straight into the ground or the mountain before they realize like what's happening before they start seeing trees and shit or the ocean. Uh,
0: Didn't QAnon say JFK Jr. Was killed by the liberal elite. Well, of course.
1: Okay. Definitely. Okay. But the official explanation, if you want to believe that, is losing the horizon
0: (laughs) though. Uh, kind of the last little thing here, um, to, to close out on February 17th, 2016, not that long ago, they created a commemorative plaque that they actually placed where they believe he disappeared at Cape Otway. Um, and this is kind of the placard, what it says on, it's kind of nice. I I think it's very nice thing to do. Obviously here it says, and so to this day that his disappearance remains a mystery um, obviously nothing has changed in six years, but, um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. It's pretty nice. They did that for him.
1: Yeah. well, a couple of things from it. Um, I don't know why, but people from back then, like in the, you know, 60s, 70s, this guy was 20 years old. He looks like he's in his early forties yeah. in that picture. It might be the outfit though. It might be the <laughs> uniform. Um, another good thing is he'll always be remembered as a pilot so good for you know that's uh that's the thing that he wanted most was to be a pilot so he's always going to be remembered as a pilot um it's also a nice little plaque uh, you know it looks pretty i don't know i mean you got to you got to feel for like i mean it took a long time for this to go up i don't know if the dad is still alive or not
0: but yeah i don't know he was on the unsolved mysteries um and that's basically from the 90s. He looked kind of old then, so I wouldn't guess he's still alive, but... Um, yeah. Because even this guy, if he was alive, he'd be 70 now, I think, 60,
1: 70? He'd be in his 60s. So you said he was 20 in 1978, which means in 1958. So he would be in his mid to late 60s Yeah.
0: Right now. Yeah. Yeah. So... All right, um, Phil. What do you? What explanation do you like the best? I mean, what is calling to you on this? Okay,
1: so first off, I have my own theory. Uh, basically, the aliens did take him and they put him in their flight training program, and he's now piloting UFOs. So you know, good for him. That's my little theory. Okay. Um, I really, I mean, it's hard. I, I realize that there's a ton of explanations. I don't understand the first thing about. You know, I talked about like losing the horizon. That's the most I know about that phenomenon. Like, I don't know, maybe you can see your reflection and kind of get disoriented, think it's a, a another craft or see Mars and Jupiter or whatnot and think that's another craft. But I mean, I don't normally say this, but I like aliens for this one.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm surprised this one isn't more popular because it's very, very strange Um, and the radio communication is extremely strange between the two of them. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. This one is probably one of the weirder ones we've done that don't really seem to have, like most of these we do. It's, you can kind of see like, it could be that, but more than likely it's
1: this, this one doesn't really have that. Yeah, I would. Okay. So I would like. I mean, you can't can't pick and choose this shit. If he was in his mid-40s, like, thousands of hours of flying military, like, former military, former current commercial, also just flying shit out for fun, flying this plane because it's his hobby deal, and he saw that shit, I would like the aliens even more, but I'm, like, I'm over the hump on aliens with this one, even though he has such little experience. So he only has 150 hours. He's 20 years old. I mean, he's 20 years old. His fucking brain's not even fully developed yet. So Yeah,
0: I, I I mean, this is really really thin um but I mean, I guess it could be if he was flying and maybe he had some sort of psychotic episode and he yes. was seeing this stuff maybe. But you think there'd be evidence for him of having some sort of medical problem prior to flying
1: yeah the only thing he had was just kind of a lack of intelligence that sounded like not really you know um he was maybe just average not extraordinary you know we also don't know what the criteria was for the education i mean the tests back then might have been like a lot harder than they are now uh possibly you know the standards i imagine though the standards have probably gotten higher rather than you know lower Um, But I will have to give it the old uh, we haven't talked about it in a while. The old Neil deGrasse and I'd give it 50, 51 percent. Yeah, this aliens.
0: I I think this is one of the more compelling alien pieces, honestly, like out of all of our episodes, 177 of them. Now, this all the aliens we've
1: covered, this is one of the more compelling ones to me. Yeah, I'm never like when it comes to aliens, I'm always saying something else. This might be one of the first few that I've actually done becoming more of a skeptic that I would say Aliens is probably the best one. Yeah,
0: so. or, or some mysterious flying something another, something weird that this guy didn't know what it was.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, definitely. And this one, it's hard to explain. Yeah, it's just I would say basically... There's such little traffic out there. It's hard to be anything else.
0: Yeah. You know? I mean, maybe this is the perfect time for the Barry Satiro flying time machine.
1: Oh, perfect. Yeah. Could have been Barry Satiro (laughs) out there. Maybe this guy would have been important in the future, you know, of Australian politics. He would be actually born perfect to be some kind of political leader during the time of Obama's presidency in Australia. so
0: You know what I was going to say? Maybe this man who is abducted is now known as none
1: other than Joseph Biden. Possibly. Yeah. I wonder, I don't know how tall he is and does he like, we didn't talk about that, but (laughs) if he's a tall man who likes to smell women's hair, possibly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I think honestly, this might be the perfect time where we beg for an expert's opinion. If anybody out there knows flying flies a plane in their leisure or is a pilot and want to tell us if it's possible this guy saw his own plane's reflection on the water where can they contact us
1: yeah anyone who wants to uh expertly and intelligently call us fucking morons they can get a hold of us on our email subliminaldpodcast at com. uh yeah we love getting emails from yeah, anybody uh tell us what you think of the show what you think about us You know, maybe your own stories would be great. Just anything. It really also gives us good ideas for episodes in the future. Uh, I've gotten quite a few from, you know, fans out there getting a hold of us. Probably an even better way, though, to get a hold of us is on Instagram. Subliminal Deception Podcast on IG. Uh, Once again, love hearing from everybody. Uh, Just like I mentioned, you know, Michael out in England got a hold of me. You know, great message. Uh, Gotten a lot of messages in the past few months. Uh, You know, ideas. You know, people just telling us they like the show. It's all good. Obviously, another way, like I mentioned, every Cody and I also have our own Instagram accounts. Mine is sdpodphil. I do not check it. I haven't checked it in about a year. So if you have messaged me, thank you. Uh, Cody's Instagram is?
0: Uh you can follow me at Cody's Abub. Thank you to everybody who follows me and hits me up about the show or whatever you want to talk about. I greatly appreciate it. Uh the last thing we ask you guys to do is to log on to iTunes, leave the show a five-star review, preferably written. Doesn't really matter what you say, but it does help us boost up the charts, which we greatly appreciate. If you're a Spotify listener, it's even easier. You just hit the five stars, hit submit. You don't have to type a goddamn thing. And you're anonymous, which is Nice as well. Thank you to everybody who's taking the time to do that for us. We greatly appreciate it. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this little return to alien world with one of the more compelling stories.
1: We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, guys.